Good day. My name is Jeche Duplessis and I am a Senior Legal Advisor at CSL Labour in Pretoria. Good day. My name is Adrian Brits and I am a Legal Advisor with CSL Labour at Pretoria. Today we are going to discuss a very interesting topic. We get asked a lot by clients that they want to take disciplinary action against their employees, but they don't necessarily have evidence to do so. The question then to us is, can they still take disciplinary action? Yes, Jeche, this is a question that gets asked quite often. And the reason for it is that clients don't necessarily know what evidence can be used during a hearing and what the onus of proof is during a disciplinary hearing. Can you maybe give us an explanation, Jeche, of what the onus of proof will be during a disciplinary hearing? That's correct. Now, the onus of proof is who needs to prove the facts of the matter in the disciplinary hearing. Now, in a labor case, the onus of proof is with the employer to prove the matter on the balance of probabilities. Now, it's important that you differentiate this from a criminal matter where you need to prove beyond reasonable doubt. So what you need to prove to the chairperson is that your version is more probable than that of the employees. That means you only have to prove 50% plus one. Now, when we consider that, it, it becomes clear that evidence that we won't necessarily be able to use in a criminal case can be used in a labor disciplinary hearing. So the one we are going to focus on today is circumstantial evidence. Adrian, I think you can start us off by explaining what exactly circumstantial evidence is. So circumstantial evidence is evidence that can be used to draw an inference or a conclusion based on a series of events. Circumstantial evidence is often referred to as indirect evidence as opposed to direct evidence. The reason circumstantial evidence is indirect evidence is because you don't necessarily need to find the stolen item on your employee. You can, however, provide me with different circumstances surrounding the theft. And from that, I can draw a conclusion that employee has indeed been found guilty of the offense or is indeed guilty of the offense. Jeche, can you maybe give us an example of how circumstantial evidence can be used during a disciplinary hearing? So let's take an example. An employee is charged with the theft. The employer does not have evidence to show that he took the item. The employer did not find the item on the employee. However, in the disciplinary hearing, the employer provides the chairperson with the following set of facts. Firstly, he shows that the employee is a supervisor. He also shows that he has a key to this locker where the item was kept, and he's the only person with a key. When they found the item was stolen, there were no signs of a break-in. Secondly, he shows video evidence showing that the employee is on-site during a night shift, and he provides a roster to show that the employee was not rostered to work that night, meaning he should not have been on site. And lastly, he calls the security guard as a witness who testifies that he saw the employee carrying a big black bag to his car. He also provided then a polygraph test that he did on all his employees. This specific employee failed the polygraph test. So, from the facts that we have, we do not necessarily see the employee taking the item. The item has not been found on the employee. However, if we look at all the surrounding evidence provided by the employer, 
we can only draw one conclusion from these facts, and that is that the employee is indeed guilty of the offence. Thanks, Sheikh. Yes, I think that example provides it quite clearly that circumstantial evidence can be a great tool in your evidence bundle, especially when direct evidence is not readily available. One thing we should also remember is that during this stage, we also need to adhere to the Oli Ultram Patrim rule, which indicates that both sides of the story must be heard. We can't just take into account the evidence that the employer has provided us with. We need to take into account all the evidence and we need to put it into the proverbial melting pot. From that, we'll take all the evidence, we'll consider all the evidence, and the only conclusion we should come to is that the employee has indeed been found guilty or is indeed guilty of the alleged offence. The Labour Court has previously stated that we do need to take into account the cumulative effect of all the evidence in front of us before making our decision. Thank you, Audra. It is also important to remember, it's not what you know, but what you can prove. Therefore, your evidence, while circumstantial, must be objective, it must be positive, it cannot be pure speculation. And any witness you call and any evidence you bring needs to be credible in order for us to use it to make a finding. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that this recording will assist you going forward with your disciplinary hearings. Should you have any further questions on this issue, you are welcome to contact CISA Labour and we will gladly assist you in this matter.